You're listening to the Nice Girls CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Benavidez, and I am so passionate about women and maybe a few good men too, who are ready to live on purpose and make an impact. So if you want to be a leader in the world and build a business that makes a difference, and you want to be bold and confident so you can show up and stand out, then this is the place to be. Ready? Let's go. Let's all try to work smarter and not harder. Today's guest, Terry McDougall, is going to talk to us about the leverage points to have more impact in your business so that you can actually do that. Let's all plan to take some notes today so that we are working for the goals that we have for our business, but also being able to enjoy everything that we're creating. Terry's conversation with me was very fun, very valuable. Let's go listen. If you know me, you know that I love talking about building a business that supports the lifestyle you want. And today I have a guest, Terry, who is going to be sharing with us how to work smarter and get more satisfaction from life. So it is very much in alignment with what we like to talk about here at Nice Girl CEO. Welcome, Terry. I'm so excited to have you here today. Lisa, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here as well. Awesome. Awesome. So I want to quickly give you a shout out. You just launched your own podcast in January of 2021, Marketing Mambo. And I immediately thought, how fun is that? And I love that you really wanted to bring that fun element into it. So congrats on that. How's that been going? I absolutely love it. I actually didn't anticipate how much fun it was going to be. It's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. So good. I love my podcast as well. I feel like whenever I take a break from it, like I have recently, and then I get back into it, it's like a reminder every single time, like, this is what you love doing. Do it more. Stay consistent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So fun. So Terry's an executive and career coach. She's a CEO of a coaching company where she helps high achieving professionals love their business and their life. So Terry, how'd you get started? Tell us a little bit about your business and who you help. Well, you know, I was a marketing executive for a long time. And the last company I was at, I was there for about 12 years. And just maybe the last two or three years, I was feeling like I kind of outgrown the role. And I started thinking about what I wanted to do next. Luckily, there was sort of a restructuring that was going on at the company that allowed me to be able to leave without having another job. (laughs) And so I had some time and space to think about what do I want to do? And so I really looked at myself and actually probably in some ways did some self-coaching and said, what do I like to do and what am I good at? And as a marketing leader, I had always spent a lot of time investing time and energy and helping the people on my staff grow and be effective. And so I absolutely loved it. And I thought, okay, I have just naturally been drawn to coaching and mentoring. So I actually decided to get a certification. And, you know, I coach a lot of it is based on my own background. And I worked for 30 years in the corporate world. So I've seen a lot of things. And now I help people expand the overlap between their professional success and their personal happiness, because a lot of times mm-hmm. people are they're sacrificing a lot for their quote unquote success. And, totally. you know, my mission is really to help people show up very authentically and to be able to invest their time and energy and get the optimal success and value in return for their investment of their time and talent and skills. 
I love it. Like I said, I really believe that we need to be building businesses that support a lifestyle that we want to live because so many times, and this seems to be a theme with quite a few of the guests that I've chatted with over the last couple of weeks, where we start a business and we have this bigger why, right? Like everyone has their big why of why they started, but then we're not actually living that why. So how is our business really doing? And I feel like there's a way to love both your business and your life and let them work side by side to guide you completely into your success space. Yeah, definitely. And I think that when we have that kind of balance where we're enjoying what we're doing, we're continually refilling our tank so that we have the energy to invest in the business. But if we get out of balance and we start running on empty, that's not sustainable. And it's not fun either. (laughs) For sure. Not fun at all. So that's what I'm excited to talk to you about today is like really stepping back from that day-to-day grind really and (laughs) working so hard and long hours and really like, is it always productive or not? Like, how do we work smarter? So that's kind of where we're going to lead this conversation in today. And you have some leverage points that you want to share with us, right? To get more of that impact in our business. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you talk about how a lot of times people are just working so hard and they're feeling always kind of under the gun. And in some ways, it's sort of like being in survival mode. And mm-hmm. often we may feel like, oh, we just can't stop because something bad's going to happen if we don't work so hard. Mm-hmm. And I kind of equate that to like, say, for example, you're a brick mason and you're building a wall. A lot of times what we end up doing is carrying the bricks one by one to the wall rather than being more thoughtful and saying, hey, hey, I have a wheelbarrow. Why don't I like organize this project and put all of the bricks in the wheelbarrow and carry them to the wall? (laughs) And yeah, and I mean, wheelbarrows are weavers, actually. And what I want to share today is some leverage points that if we step back from the busyness and of that feeling of sort of being compelled to always be working, we can learn how to use our time and our energy so that we have more impact with less effort effort and less energy, right? So that then we can take that energy and use it to enjoy our lives and refill Mm -hmm. our tanks so that we feel like getting up tomorrow and going back and working on our business. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I want to (laughs) hear. And I want (laughs) to see more people doing so give us the goods, Terry, how do we do this? Well, you know, I think the first thing is just to give yourself space to get clear on what your objectives are. What are the expectations? What does success look like? Because sometimes we're just sort of running on instinct, like, oh, I have to do this. I have to be busy. So get really clear on what is the goal. And then once you're clear on your goal, set your priorities. What's the most important thing that you have to do? For you as the CEO, what's the highest value work that you need to be working on? Because a lot of times we get distracted and we start working on things at the bottom of our to-do list because it makes us feel like we're getting something done, but it might not really be having an impact on the business. With the goal, sort of like developing like, okay, what's the roadmap to make sure that this goal happens? So really using SMART goals. So being really specific about what it is that we're trying to achieve? And how will we know if we're successful? Is there a way to measure whether what we're doing is going to work? Are we being realistic about whether this goal is even attainable? Sometimes we will set sky high goals, and then we don't make any progress towards it. 
and we get discouraged and we stop. Is what we're working on relevant to, Mm -hmm. you know, that supporting that overall objective? And then when's the deadline, right? Because sometimes, again, we might just be like, oh, I'm working on this because someday this is going to support me someday. Well, is it going to have a measurable impact soon so that you can be profitable (laughs) in your business? Mm -hmm. It's important that we focus on those kind of things. The third area is really supportive of the first two, the prioritization and kind of developing your goal roadmap. It's delegation. Again, sometimes as entrepreneurs, we may feel like I've just got to do everything myself. And oh, it's just quicker if I do it than to train somebody or to hire somebody to do some Mm -hmm. of these less and I don't want to say less important, but like maybe more administrative tasks. And it is very important for us to sort of triage the things that need to be done and for us to focus on the things that only we can do and find other people that can do the other things whether it's something from a personal standpoint, like getting your groceries delivered or getting somebody to clean your house, or whether it's hiring a virtual assistant to call and confirm your appointments or to make the changes to your website or create your Google Docs or whatever it might be. But it is important to recognize the value of your own contributions and to think about if there's somebody that can do something that doesn't require you and to have the discipline to delegate. I love that one. Yeah. And then the fourth one is really around time management, because a lot of times our time will get frittered away, right? That we're sitting and maybe trying to write a a brochure for marketing or something like that, or work on our website. And we're getting a text or we're getting emails and we'll stop and read the email and try to respond to that right away. (laughs) And our time gets frittered away. And so there are things that we can do, which I call task batching. And it could be, say, for example, if you've got a lot of contracts that you need to put together. Okay, put it on your calendar. And Wednesday morning at 1030, you're going to sit down and you're going to put all of those contracts together and get them sent out that day. Or if you need to return phone calls, put that on your calendar and return all those phone calls at that time. Or say that you're just going to return emails at 10 and 330 and block that time on your calendar to do all of that at once, because you'll be more efficient if you're doing tasks that are similar all at once. There's going to be efficiencies there rather than getting distracted and making mistakes because you're switching between things. And then the last leverage point, and it's kind of related to the time management one, is giving yourself an opportunity to focus. One of the things that I find sometimes is that I have things that I need to do and I keep procrastinating for some reason. And there are things that I can't do on the fly. Say, for example, like if I need to write or I need to think through a process that requires a lot of concentration. I usually have so many things going on at once that it's hard sometimes to get into that mind space to settle in so you can really think. And there's a tool, I guess you could call it, that's called the Pomodoro approach. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, where you block out time to sit down and set a timer for 25 minutes. And you do nothing except for concentrate on that task for 25 minutes. When you get to the end of 25 minutes, you get a five minute reward. Yay. You can do whatever you want, right? You can get up and get a drink or you can check your text. Scroll on Instagram. Whatever. (laughs) Yes. Look at Facebook, whatever. But then you get back and you do another 25 minutes. And one of the things that's really great about this is that 25 minutes is like the perfect amount of time. It's basically the amount of time that it takes to watch a sitcom, you know, a 30 
30 right. minute sitcom without the commercials. And you know, that goes pretty quickly. But if you focus for 25 minutes, you can actually get a lot done. And I think that the reason why a lot of times we do procrastinate, or I'll just speak for myself is that I know it's going to take me a while to do something, maybe it's going to take me two hours or three hours or four hours to finish this task. And so I'm thinking like four hours, like, ugh, I don't know if I can do that for four hours. Well, nobody can do it for four hours, right? And so we don't even right. get started because we don't even get any momentum going because we're thinking like ugh, four hours, right? But 25 minutes, anybody can sit for 25 minutes. And then once you see how much you can get done in 25 minutes, you do get the momentum and you feel proud of yourself. And you're like, ah, oh, and I can walk outside for five minutes and then come back in and sit down for another 25 minutes and doing it in those small increments, you will see progress. And yeah, and, it's like um, those small wins that are going to lead up to yes. the bigger goal, the bigger success. And I always talk about like, we have these big goals. And sometimes we're very impatient to get there. And we think we have to take those ginormous leaps. And sometimes our businesses require us to leap, right? But when it comes to reaching our goals, our baby steps are going to get us there a lot faster because we're actually doing them because they're easier to break down into those small increments versus big chunks like you were talking about. So yeah, I love that. I love also breaking down bigger goals into small steps. So that's like one of my favorite things to do. Like, I think that's why I get excited here. You know, I think that one of the things that all of these have in common is consistency. It is just baby mm -hmm. steps taking being consistent about having discipline around how you run your business. And I will tell you that this is somebody coming from somebody that's not terribly disciplined. <laughs> you know, I'm like <laughs> I'm a creative person. And I like the excitement of having lots of plates spinning at once. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's exciting. But the discipline and consistency does help me get things done and not get caught up in the, the ruminating or the self judgment about not getting things done. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat there. And very much like spontaneity of my day and being able to feel creative and in flow. And then at the same time, things have to get done. So there has mm -hmm. to be a little bit of some give and take there and, and really complement your own schedule to have those different elements, I think is a, one key that works for me a lot because yeah, same here. Like I'm not huge on time blocking. And the reason is because my family is home now and clients require a little bit of different work projects to be done in different timelines. So I kind of have to take things week by week or like every two weeks or so. But again, it's about finding what works for you and then breaking it down. And it still goes on my calendar. So if it's on my calendar, like I know that that's going to be done and having those breaks in between are also very helpful. So I love all five points that you make here. The thing that I wanted to go back to was delegation. Mm -hmm. Because in my experience and a lot of people that I've talked to, clients and just colleagues in the industry, that's always one of the hardest things to do. Like the idea mm -hmm. of delegating, the idea of having support either in life or in your business sounds so good. And people are like, oh, I can't wait to hire my VA. And what happened to me a couple of times is I didn't even know how to use my VA. So I would mm -hmm. hire somebody and I wouldn't even know how to use them. So mm -hmm. the delegation is really key. And it's also like you have to have a strategy around it and you have to be able mm -hmm. to to set to uh, hand things off in a business owner type way, right? 
Yeah, I think that delegation can be very difficult for high achieving kind of people, right? (laughs) Because a lot of times they know how to do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And they know how to do a lot of things. Well, when I'm coaching people, a lot of times the pitfall that the excuse that they'll say to me is it's just quicker for me to do it myself. And the thing that I, I mean, I see this with myself, as well as people that I coach is that you have to understand that there's an opportunity cost to you not delegating. And Mm -hmm. there's a reason why I talk about doing your highest value work is that yeah, you might be able to do some task twice as quickly as somebody else. But you have to realize that when you're spending your time updating a spreadsheet, Yeah. yeah, you can do it super quick. That means you're not on a sales call with somebody. You're not developing your next new product. You're not working on the next chapter of your book that nobody else can do, okay? Somebody else can update that spreadsheet, even if it takes them three times as long. And if you really, I think this works probably maybe better in the, in the corporate world from an analogy standpoint, or maybe an analogy, but just the example is that you can actually look at like, okay, well, if somebody makes $200,000 a year, you know how much they make per hour, and maybe their assistant makes $45,000 a year. Okay, so even if it takes the assistant four times as long to do the job as the leader of the department, it's still cheaper than Mm -hmm. if that person spent an hour on something that took the assistant four hours to do. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of mindset shifts there too. I think one story that pops into my head, and I may have shared it on my podcast before, but back in high school, I was a cheerleader and we had to decorate the stadium for Friday night football games. And I had like a little system down for how I blew up balloons with our helium tank, blowing up balloons. And my advisor would always tell me, Lisa, give it to somebody else. Cause I was one of the captains, delegate it to one of your girls, pass it along, go do something else. And I was like, I would struggle so much with passing off blowing up balloons. Like there's some magical way to do it. It's like just this little <laughs> system that I had of how to like keep it going really fast and Yes, it takes time to teach somebody that, and it might take them a little bit longer to get the system down as well as you have it. But there's two lessons there. It's like you teach once and let them continue to do it so that the next week when that balloon has to be blown up or the spreadsheet has to be updated, it's already in somebody else's court to do. So Mm -hmm. again, freeing up your time long-term, but also you never know when other people might have a better system (laughs) from the experience that they're going to get out of learning from you. And then they can actually make things work better, smarter, move it along faster. So there's so many winning lessons out of this. And I think it starts with like the mindset shift and then goes into the strategy and the thinking through long-term what that really means. So a little bit of a squirrel, but I love this conversation. It's a great point. It's a great point. And I also think that as a leader, sometimes whenever we say to ourselves or we say to our staff, I'll just do it, right? Mm -hmm. Like in some ways, what we're saying is that you don't matter and I don't believe that you can do it as well as I can. I mean, it can be really demoralizing, you know, or people can like not bring their best because they'll be like, well, she's just going to redo it anyway. So Mm -hmm. I'll just do it sort of halfway. 
And we need to give people the opportunity and the room to grow and to learn and to innovate. And to your point, absolutely. Maybe somebody's going to come along and they're going to have a better way of doing it. But if we never give them the opportunity to experiment, and then we're never going to discover that. And when I was in business school, I remember my organizational behavior teacher talked about you could work at a company where the, the fastest typist in the whole company is the CEO. That does not mean that the CEO should do all the typing. And quite often, Often, people who are good at something really high value can also be good at something low value, but it does not mean that they should do that. Like they, maybe they could sell the most popcorn in the concession stand, right? They're a great salesperson. That doesn't mean that that's what they should be doing. Yeah. Oh, I agree. So good. I hope this was helpful to everyone listening because these five points and like the things that we went into a little bit deeper, I think were really important. Business owner tips that we can definitely all grow into more. I mean, even some of us that are maybe a little bit more further down the line and the delegation map, I know I still have a a struggle, but sometimes I have to stop and think like, are you delegating in the best way possible to both free up your time, but also to empower the person that's going to be taking this over for you? So love, love, love it. Terry, you also have a free gift that you're sharing with us that dives deeper into these five points to leverage more impact in our businesses. So check the show notes for that. And also the show notes just to connect with Terry, visit her website, connect with her on social media. And one quick thing, Terry, before we go, we always like let the listeners have an action step to take because it's one thing to learn and get some new insight into a topic, but what do we do about it? So what would be the first thing that we could do immediately? from what you shared with us today? You know, I think it's important to get up every day and ask yourself, what's my highest priority activity that I need to complete today? And remain very focused on that. And if we do, we're going to get closer to our goals every day. Yes. What a great question to ask every day. Love it. Terry, thank you so much for being here today. I think this was a fabulous conversation, very much needed for, again, any level of CEO, business owner, somebody that's just getting started could definitely get a jump start in their business by taking advantage of implementing these things, as well as, again, people who are a little bit further along. So thank you for being here. I really appreciate you. Lisa, I appreciate you too. And thank you so much for having me as a guest. My pleasure. See you all next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you really enjoyed it, I'd love for you to write a review and share it. Also, be sure to connect with me in my Facebook group, Social Impact Squad, and follow me on Instagram at NiceGirlCEO. Hope you have an awesome day. Go take action in reaching your goals, and I'll see you next time.